A while back, my partner got dispatched to a person who um, basically showed up in the ER in the hospital. He was badly beaten by his own brother. Okay, I believe he actually suffered face fractures, he was bleeding out of his nose, and it escalated obviously to the point where it was a felony. His brother was visiting from out of town, and he was staying with him in his trailer on a property. So we did what a lot of cops would do. Okay, the brother was believed, well, we knew he was violent. We knew he had been drinking, and there was believed to be firearms in the house. So we got permission from the victim, of course, to go into his own house. And we surrounded the house, me and about five other cops. Or the trailer, I should say. And we went creeping in. And as we were approaching the trailer, we heard this loud screaming inside. Just yelling and screaming, and we couldn't quite make out what it was saying, but... Whoever was doing it was angry. It was enough to make us nervous. We're like, wow, what are we about to come in on? Big, angry, drunk guy? Uh, somebody with a gun, maybe? Somebody who literally just beat up his own brother. What's he going to do to us? He's going to try and fight us? He's going to try and hurt us? Is he going to think that we're burglars and try and shoot us before he even realizes, before he gives us a chance to, offer, to identify ourselves as cop? What's about to happen right now? So, <clears throat> I'm in front and we slip open the front door and what we found inside was a bit surprising the suspect was asleep he was sitting right there on the couch out cold the noise we heard in true grit it was jeff bridges doing his drunken rant on the tv show yelling and screaming and hollering we all laughed about it the man woke up in handcuffs and was taken to jail and charged with felonies but the whole point of that story is this. You really don't see the whole picture. Okay, and things aren't always what they seem. With all the stuff going on in the world right now, guys, I would always encourage you to just give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Because when you watch that cell phone footage, keep in mind that you're not seeing the beginning part. You're not seeing the middle, maybe. You're not even seeing the end result. What you're seeing is what the poster wanted you to see. They cut them off. They edit them. Okay? So when you watch that video and it makes it look like the cop is the worst guy ever, give him the benefit of the doubt. You don't know what he just went through. You don't know what he's experiencing. You don't know what he's seeing right now. And the same thing with the victim. Okay, You don't know what they just went through. You don't know what they're experiencing. You really just don't know enough. In a 3D world, you're getting one side of it. So again, I would encourage you guys, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm Brent Hardy and this so British huh something's missing right now Josh weren't okay. you supposed to come up with music for oh, the show <laughs> oh wow so I'm here we sorry. are I've been busy music lists I've, I've been super busy lately wow. I had a lot of things going on you know, so are you going to beatbox for us or like uh, sing yeah, a song no, or something no no I'm, uh, I'm not doing any of those things all right um hold on i got this hold i got on, this. Hold on, hold check on, it out check see. it out what do we got here <laughs> oh dear god you're gonna have to stop that <laughs> disturbing the peace <laughs> disturbing the peace oh <laughs> all right let's just start the show i don't care that hey folks good. this is disturbing the peace podcast thanks for joining us josh totally dropped the ball on us i Josh, you yeah, have to apologize. That was to, that was to that the world. I did. To the I'm world. sorry. You failed planet Earth, sir. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Of, of our billions of listeners, really? you failed billions all of billion listeners. of them. Well, it was billions until COVID killed them all. Oh, jeez. Let me get you started on that. <laughs> did you hear the California governor shutting everything down again? What a jackass. And here's, like, what I, here's what I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense because, okay, first off, if you look at just cases – it looks like things are going up. And technically they are. But if you look at hospitalizations and the death rate, everything's on the downslope. So, yeah, more people are getting it, but less people are so sick they have to go to the hospital and even less people are dying. Now, here's the thing. So, I, I don't want to water it down. COVID-19 is – it can be dangerous to people. Sure, absolutely. There are people with pre-existing conditions and stuff like that. Elderly people, it's extremely dangerous to them. Yeah. Well, you know, there are okay. people that the, that the common cold can kill too. So, yeah. I mean – so it's it's very serious. But we 
we have to stop treating it like it doesn't have a 99% survival rate. Right? Exactly. Okay. The other issue I ha- keep having is we've already opened up and now we're closing. It's a worldwide spread pandemic. Mm-hmm. There, you cannot just open and close, open and close, open and close. Yeah. It's it's not going to do anything at, at this point. At this point, you have you are more likely to be killed walking down the streets of Detroit than you are from COVID. Yeah, you're more likely to be struck- That's true, by the way. Uh, yeah. So, uh, getting me all riled no. up again. Well, so, anyways, okay. and then there's there, here's the other question, though. What gives government the right to shut anything down at all? Mm, interesting. And here's the thing. So, when the governor comes out and says, oh, all these things have to shut down. Yeah, what authority does he have to do that? Because as the governor, it's it's a executive order, basically. Yeah, and not to mention, you're shutting down churches. I mean, that's a big no-no. Right? That's a big no-no. Right? Okay? Yeah. And you're allowing protests. But not anti-shutdown protests. Oh, no. They, you oh, have no, to no, no, through, no. You have to jump through Only several hoops cert- to make yeah. one of those happen. Well, you know, you have like New York where de Blasio outright said, hey, nothing, no large gatherings except BLM protests. Yeah. He actually said that. Okay. So like, unless it's, if it's a cause I support and I like, right. uh, then then we will uh, <sighs> we'll allow that protest to exist. So in okay. that case, the march for, yes, pineapples do belong on pizza will be held because that's a cause <laughs> we believe in. <laughs> Yeah, it's Hashtag not bad. Pineapple, pineapple it's goes on pizza. Not bad. It's not bad. So, <clears throat> a hunting update. Yes, hunting yes. update. So, California, their coastal season has officially opened for archery. Mm. It's another month for general season for rifles. Wah, 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 so, Josh wah. has to wait another month before we can go out yeah. and slay his big buck. Right. Uh, but I've been working on it. I've actually gone out three times. So, I had this set up. I have two different properties that I've been looking at. Mm-hmm. And one, I set up a blind, but I never got around to setting up cameras on that property. But there's plenty of sign, like the old-fashioned way I know there's deer coming through this property. Poop. Um, yeah, poop, poop trails. Tracks. Yeah. Poop you know, tracks. Yeah, tracks, all sorts of stuff. So I know there's deer coming through. This other one, I set up a, a tent blind, mm-hmm. and I set up camera next to it and stuff. And sure enough, I get bucks walking by that Oh, one. I saw those. Yeah, and yeah. some of them were – there was actually some early ones where a whole bachelor group came through, and there's <sighs> one buck that was a really good size. And I was like, man, he's a lovely buck. But yeah. he never showed up again. I kept seeing those pictures, and all I kept thinking was pew, pew. But what I noticed is they're not coming by every single day. Oh. And so Friday night, this was the night before opening day, I took my six-year-old twins down. and we camped, Yeah, we camped out inside the tent blind because the whole theory is, like, if they're already there, they're not making noise. You know, they can lay down. They can mm-hmm. relax. We can wake up in the morning, hang out, eat snacks, you know, and stuff like that. They, I, I, they packed little coloring books. They had their little backpacks <laughs> on. They're all ready to go. You know, they're excited to be camping with Daddy. So that night, I'm taking a video like, hey, guys, we're all out here, you know, and we're all laying down. Oh, yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, and I'm doing like a selfie video with them. Hey, we're going to Well, out of nowhere, my daughter Avery takes her boot and just puts it in my face and tips it over. And her dirty stock comes and just slaps oh. me in the face. <laughs> Plus all like the little debris from like the grass and everything she's picked up <laughs> along the way. And just like all in my beard and stuff. And I'm like oh. spitting stuff out of my mouth. I'm like, what the heck? And she's just cracking up. Like that was the funniest <laughs> thing she's ever done. And so then I do a second video that ended up lasting like a minute. And only this time both girls are taking their boots and trying to put them in my face as I'm trying <laughs> to like talk it's and a stuff. game. Yeah, it's a game now. So awesome. they're having a great time. And then the next morning, um, I actually ended up hunting for about an hour and a half from this blind before they even start waking up, mm. which was nice. I mean, if you're a parent who wants to get your kids out there, those pop-up tent blinds, you set them up a little early. You know, I set this one up like three weeks before the opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really convenient if you have little kids that are moving around, shuffling, stuff like that, where you can't get them to just sit still, you yeah. know? And so it actually worked out. The only thing that sucks about this one is it's only four foot by four foot Ew. and I'm five foot yeah. nine and a half or nine and three quarters. So, um, it's an important three quarters. Yeah. And so throughout the night, my legs kept cramping up cause I'm constantly, so I eventually just unzipped the bottom door right? and stuck and my stick feet, feet right out. outside yeah. right. so I could stretch my legs out. So, uh, but no, it was cool. It was fun. Um, we had some does walk by and stuff like that, so the girls were able to see deer and stuff and see That's stuff. Cool. Um, so they were excited about that. We didn't get the buck walking by that I was hoping for. Um, and so I ended up hunting that Saturday morning hunt, evening hunt. And evening hunt, I actually came across a bunch of deer. Um, they actually had a little buck with them. Oh, okay. But he was like a little spike, barely legal. Mm-hmm. had a little crab claw on one side that Wasn't I could see. Wasn't worth it? Well, he spotted me and snorted, but since I've never killed anything archery with, with the bow before. I'm pretty much going to take whatever's legal that comes within range. Like, I'm not going to be okay. picky. I'm okay. not going to be All picky. Right. Fair enough. Uh, but he actually snorted and ran off, and he spotted oh. me because I saw, his, I saw like, a doe, and I was, like, watching her. I was like, I know the rest are around here somewhere. I don't know where they're at, and he mm-hmm. ended up seeing me first. So I was like, crap. And so, but I got within, like, I think it was 28 yards is what I ranged him at. And mm. so I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm getting close enough to shoot yeah. him with the bow and arrow. Uh, this morning I went to the other property, got up in a blind. 
um, tree stand. And it was really cool. Did everything right. Um, I had great camouflage. I was blending in with the with the tree behind me really well. Um, I had a doe walk right under me. She never even looked up at me. I never drew her attention at all. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing everything right. And suddenly, no other deer. Oh, that sucks. And I was like, well, this is so weird. So I've sat there for a couple hours. And finally, I'm like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to stretch my legs a little bit. There's no deer around. I'm not hearing anything. And the grass, everything is super dry. So even the deer, when they're walking through, I can hear them. Mm. So I know nothing's coming up or moving up on me. I'm like, all right, let me, let me go down. Use the bathroom real quick, peek around this area, you know, peek over the edge here, the edge here, you know, because I'm up on our, like, a ridge area. So I'm like, okay, I got plenty of places I can't see, so let mm-hmm. me spot, you know, see if I can glass around a bit. I pop my head up over this hill, and it kind of plateaus out, and there's a coyote walking through. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on. So basically, and, and this property only is 50 acres, so you get yeah. a coyote or two walking through, you're pretty much going to bump everything out. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, that kind of screwed me. So then I tried to call him in because I'm like, well, if I can get him within 30 yards, <laughs> I'm going to smoke me a coyote. Uh, he, he caught on through the game real quick and ended up running the other way. So I'm actually going to try again tomorrow morning, same property, because mm. I'm hoping the coyote won't be coming through that day. Yeah, and what's funny is, is he probably that coyote probably pushed all the bucks into the uh, property you were at the last time. Yeah, probably. So, you know. Yeah, they, they all head the other direction. Right. You know, it's sad, and I hate to say this, but um, a couple years ago I had a really good year. And a year before that had a really good year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I got some awesome bucks off these properties. Um, but both years had fires. Oh, yeah, because so the fires we, push everything Yeah, because they had fires, like, over the ridge from me and, like, to the north and stuff like that. Yeah. So I suddenly have this, you know, gaggle of bucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like this whole batch of, like, a lot more deer to choose from. Yeah. I, you know, and I end up getting more options. And bucks, when they come to my area from another area, since they don't know the area well, they're still establishing their little bed downs in mm-hmm. the area. So they tend to bed down in places that's easier to spot them, where the ones that are kind of staying in that area and they're familiar with it, I mean, these guys will find that high manzanita stuff where mm. you'll never see them again. Yeah. You know, they'll become 100% nocturnal. But when they come to a new area, they're a little, you know, discombobulated. Yeah, and figuring stuff and out. Figuring stuff out a bit so you're more likely to come across a good-sized book. All right, what else? A Wayfair. Yeah, yeah, Wayfair so is trafficking children. No, that not. is a thing that is happening. Okay, so here's here's so, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to get a package from Wayfair and to call and be like, hey, uh, yeah, so I got my package from Wayfair and um, there's a 15 year old girl in here. Um, so that's weird. I did not. So, I ordered a 17 year old. Here's so. how it started. I, I started because it's happening. <laughs> this is true. This is Pizzagate all over again. Let's see if I can find the original article. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, look. It's probably not actually happening. Because how, how would that even work? How do you ship that? So, no, here, here's the theory. So, this lady is on Wayfair. Mm-hmm. And she comes across industrial cabinetry. And she's seeing these prices, $12,000, $13,000, $15,000. You know, very expensive industrial. Now, industrial cabinetry is expensive. Especially since True. you're getting it custom made. Because you're basically sending in measurements and everything else. You're saying, "Hey, look, my ceiling's this. My, this. you know what I'm saying? Like these aren't yes, just these aren't just true. general Lowe's pieces that come through the back." Okay, Wayfair they doesn't do custom. They they can. Mm-hmm. They can. Yeah, because they need to fit a body in it. <laughs> so, well, no, it's like <laughs> Wayfair has their products, but they're a lot like Amazon too, where they have yeah, outside they have other vendors yeah, that yeah, sell yeah, through no, them, right? So, that. so anyways. So she's looking at this stuff, and so she comes up with an article and basically a theory, and she sells it as a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. That because she knows this cabinetry will have the models will have female names. Oh, this is a twelve thousand dollar cabinetry, blah, blah blah. It's the Morgan model. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Bethany model. There was a little whatever. girl. There was a fifteen year old girl who was kidnapped. Yeah. Who's named Bethany? I've seen this with houses. Yeah, I've seen this with happens. a lot of stuff yeah, where it's... they come up with a model or a design. They say, well, this line. I mean, anyone's go to IKEA. They have designer models, mm-hmm. and so if they, you have this furniture designer, and like everything he designs along that line will be named after him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or they'll give it a specific name to say, hey, well, yeah, this yeah, bed matches all... this stuff. It's very normal. Yes. No, it is. It is. Okay, the only thing that's throwing her off is she. it was the price of the cabinetry. Mm-hmm. She did not think it should be that expensive. Okay, what about the pillow? Okay, yeah, and the $10,000 pillow. What about the $10,000 pillow? Okay, you're telling me you can't find a $10,000 pillow? I mean, not on Wayfair. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's the theory, right? With no evidence... No, like no hard evidence, no victims whoa, coming forward. Whoa, whoa. Nobody coming saying, hey, I ordered a couch and a kid showed up. You know, you're not getting any of that. It's just her speculation saying, what if this was happening? Are you implying that you need evidence to commit to, uh, not commit, that you need evidence to accuse someone of a crime? That is offensive. That is offensive, sir. Ah, 
yes. As we learned, yes, I am. As we learned from uh, the Brett Kavanaugh incident, you don't need evidence <laughs> or reliable testimony. Well, the thing that came to mind, or someone who's actually telling the truth, well, the or thing, anything. <laughs> the thing that came to mind was remember PizzaGate? Wild accusation. Yeah. So PizzaGate was this idea that politicians in Washington D.C. would call up the specific pizza place, mm-hmm. and they'd say some code like extra pepperoni, and you know, well, it was, I'm sure it was something on the side, I'm or sure something, something like different. That. Yeah. Yeah, but it was some code, and the person that would deliver the pizza would be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And then they would start accusing about child prostitutes coming. Yeah. You know, they said this pizza place had a whole basement where they kept all these little prostitutes in these See, and that's and, and that's where it got weird. Yeah. Well, this guy believed these theories online so much because people com- – they, they're bridging gaps. Uh-huh. They're putting stuff everywhere. Like I said, when I read this wafer thing, I was like, I could do the same thing because a lot of people were posting all this so-called evidence. Oh, this yeah. person's related to this person. This per- All they're doing is screen grabbing stuff. I mean, I mm-hmm. can make fake tweets. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a whole app that will make allow me to make fake tweets where I can make a joke or something and pretend like Donald Trump said it. You know, or Hillary Clinton or whatever. Oh, are you, wait, you wait, wait, wait a minute. So, so all those things you see on Facebook aren't actually from Trump? <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. Exactly. Learn you know? something new every day. Yeah. And so, but the point is, though, is you could put stuff together and make stuff look ridiculous, and you could bridge gaps, and that's that's why I don't do conspiracies. Well, it's the whole deep fake thing. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, this dude actually drives. I think it was from Florida. He actually drives up to this pizza place. Florida brings in a gun. Oh yeah, because he's like, I'm gonna put a stop to this. He's gonna rescue those kids. Kids that need to be rescued. Absolutely. Sure enough, the pizza place is like, what are you doing? There's no base. That building doesn't have a basement. You know, like there's nothing there. It was the attic. And he admits that he he was. Fooled. Yeah, you no, know, totally. he was totally convinced well, and fooled, and he ended up going to jail. Here's the thing. I actually 100% believe that there is, I don't know, maybe a pizza place that politicians call up and order the, you know, whatever special, and a prostitute shows up. That's probably, because that's probably an easy way to do that. It's an easy way to do that. And, and I'm sure that's happened in places. I, you know what? There, I there used to be um, restaurants that you would order takeout from when, you know, when weed and other drugs were actually illegal, not like now in California, where you would call them and, and order this specific menu item mm-hmm. that nobody would ever actually order, but that was the code that you were getting drugs well, delivered. Remember, that was a thing. They, those things happened. Yeah, remember the extra biscuits from the KFC? The extra biscuits from KFC. Yeah, you'd go to the drive-thru, you'd say, oh, can I get extra biscuits? Uh-huh. And that was code of, hey, can I get a bag of weed, too? Exactly. You know, and the guy at the register would sell it to you through yeah. the window. Well, people got a bag of weed inside their biscuits, and they're like, what the hell? Because they were this? actually ordering extra <laughs> yeah. biscuits. Well, that's well, that's yeah. why when you do it, you do it for an item, menu item that nobody's ever going to want. But that's my point, though. Like, if you do stuff like that, guess what? It comes out. Oh, it, oh especially now. Like, yeah, it was easier you know back in the day. Now but it's going to come out. Conspiracies, here's, and I've said this before, the problem with conspiracies is if you get more than two people involved, it's going to get out. Sure. But my, my point is, is I'm sure something like that was going on, but then it got crazy that it was oh they're they're child prostitutes oh they're being held in this this sex dungeon in the basement so it became this big issue we know this stuff happens not that you know okay there are 40 million last i checked on wikipedia (laughs) wikipedia wikipedia like that's no last time i looked it up uh there was about 40 million estimated 40 million slaves worldwide Sure. Okay, we know right. kids are getting trafficked. Oh, yeah. We know that, that there are yeah. these rings. Okay, there's whole organizations that are dedicated to putting a stop to this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Okay, we know this happens. Yeah, they're called police, but unfortunately, they're not allowed to do their job anymore. Well, in, in the United States. But, I mean, there's great organizations. Like Operation Underground Railroad Yeah. goes into the Middle East, and these guys are rescuing people from, mm-hmm. from terrorists and stuff and getting them yeah. out. They're rescuing you know? sex slaves. Yeah, exactly. And so Child we, we know slaves. this stuff happens. Yeah. I don't a, – a, a clever meme, a Reddit, a repost, a clever you know tweet or anything like that, these are not evidence of that Wayfair is doing anything. No, okay? I don't actually – Well, Hard evidence would be you know a warrant. You know what I'm saying? Like FBI investigating, people actually getting arrested, uh, victims oh, actually coming forward. So you forward. trust the government? You know, victims actually coming forward and say, oh, yeah, I got sucked into this, and this is how I got stuck and treated yeah, that's in some way for You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't, absent of all those things, it's just a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's just an idea and a thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, who bought you? Oh, jeez. Okay. Who, who, who's. Who you bought act you? Like I'm Who not got for, to you? You act like I'm not for sale. Who got to Well, everyone's for sale. Mm. It's just a question of price. For this and okay. more lies, dial or right. email dtp at usa.com. I'll promote whatever you want for the low price of $10,000. Hey, you know what? The reality is is everyone is for sale. And if you're a person sitting out there right now thinking to yourself, I'm not for sale, you're a liar. Everybody has a Everyone price. has a price. Some people's is way high. Other people's, not so much. I'm Mine, way, way high. But I have, there is a price. Everybody's got a price. It's got to be enough for me to like retire to some non extradition country that no one will ever yeah. see me again. But everyone's got a price. Retire and have a head start. And head, yeah, and a head start. <laughs> uh, that's important too. Yeah. Right, uh, let's, let's take a quick break. <laughs> 
Hey folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family. Dude, I said I was going to. Ruined it. No, this is what you get. This is what you oh, get for I not doing you. your homework. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh my god. This is what you get, Josh. You're evil. This is what you brought upon us. This is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. You're a bad oh person. Oh my gosh. Marissa's joining the program today. Marissa, and Bear Marissa is back. Yay! Hi. Hey, so uh, just a quick disclaimer. Uh, my previous comments were in no way an actual solicitation for any services. I feel like I had to say uh, that. I don't know. Here's a disclaimer. Literally, if you want to pay me money to promote your lie, just do it. <laughs> DTP at USA.com. <laughs> oh, sure. I'll pretty much say whatever you want me yeah, to say. For, I mean, I'm just saying for anything else. I'm, I'm just trying to get enough clout where I can make money off this All podcast. Right? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay. See, I was going to go with something just a little more classic and, you know, awesome. But, no, you ruined it. <laughs> Aurora. What is this? We have other segments. You could have saved it. Yes, 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 yes. Alright, I'm done. You guys done? I'm done. I'm done. Aurora, Colorado. Aurora police officers were trapped inside the District 1 station house for hours July 3rd night after protests chained the door shut and plotted to storm the building. Yeah, let me tell you the worst part about this story. The worst part about this story is the city officials came out and basically said, well, we just need to go ahead and let them have their chance to speak their minds. This is not speaking their minds. This is domestic terrorism. They chained the doors, put a bunch of gas cans all over the PD stationed, and they were getting ready to burn the place down. That is terrorism. That is not peacefully speaking your mind. This lasted for seven Seven hours. hours. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, let me unpack this for a little bit. Okay. First things first. No protesters should be able to get up to the door of the police station. No. No. Nope. Okay, I was down working with protests and stuff like that. I was on the other side of that line, you know, wearing my helmet, mm-hmm. carrying my baton, doing all that kind of stuff. Okay, the first thing we do when we know these protests are coming, which by this point you should know these protests yeah, are coming. you knew they were coming. Okay, they organize them on the internet for crying out loud. It's not yeah. hard to put together an intelligence team and know what's coming. Okay, but anyways, you know this stuff's coming. First the intelligence first, team, you just check Facebook. First things first, you put up barriers. Yeah. Okay, you put up barriers. You, I, one police station where I work, they straight up just blocked off the whole little block that their police station ha- is on. They just put up concrete barriers on both sides and said, nope, the street is closed. Yep, there you go. You know, and when people protest, they had to protest on the other side of the barrier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when cops would be there, they would line up on one side of the barrier. They'd be on the other side of the barrier. They'd yep. yell. They could scream. They'd do whatever they want. Nobody's getting up to that police. When we saw yep. that precinct burn in Minneapolis... Right. Okay. Nobody was. We, we weren't messing around yeah. anymore. Nobody's getting up. They're to the actually kind of lucky. Nobody got shot. Nobody not, got injured. Not to mention, if you're chaining people shut in a building, then play, placing gas cans around. I mean, if somebody lit that up, that'd be a lot of people dead. Oh yeah. I don't know how many people are typically staffing District One Station in, in Aurora, Colorado. Um, Probably not. It's Aurora, Colorado. But you're looking. Well, not a lot. That's a, Still, doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many. If it's a dozen people, that's a lot of people. Yeah, if okay? it's two, that's too many. But, I mean, and the other thing, how do you tolerate that? How are you not taking I a shotgun know. and blasting the chain off the front of the game? No how idea. How are you not slipping out the window and pushing right? people away from that? How are you not calling in 1199 yeah. and having every police officer in a 100-mile radius come into your district to clear that building that's my and get question, people off? Because they were why, at, did, why did they allow it to happen for seven based hours? Based on what I read on the articles that I found, it's because city officials basically told them, hey, do nothing. Let it happen. I don't care. Everything's fine. That's because, m- well, my life you in know, there. Not I, the city official's life. It's my life in there. I agree with you, but that's how that happens. I don't care. That's Spend how that me, happens. fire me. I don't yeah. care. I'm getting out yeah. of that building, and I'm saving everybody okay. inside. Hey, did you know yeah. we have a national coin shortage? <laughs> that was random. Okay, tell me about the national coin shortage. Did you know we had a national coin shortage? How? The arcades Marissa, are closed. Did you, have a, did you know we have a national coin shortage? I don't understand it at all. Okay. Nobody knows because nobody's talking about this because it's really weird. And, okay, I, I get that this isn't kind of our usual thing. It's not really – maybe it's not political. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely not law enforcement related. But it's weird. So I was at a gas station the other day. And I walk up to the window, and there's a big sign that says, please use exact change or call, or debit credit card due to national coin shortage. And I ask the same thing. How the hell 
Is there a national coin shortage? Well, because of COVID. Hmm. Because of COVID is the explanation that uh, the experts are being given from the uh, Federal Reserve. That is why there's a national coin shortage. Because people aren't out buying things with cash. They're at home buying things on the internet or having things delivered. And even then, they're paying with cards. Since they're not paying with cash, there's not a lot of coins in circulation. You add to that the apparent fact that because of COVID, there are less people working at the U.S. Mint. So they're making less coins. Wait, but are they shutting them all the way down? They just have less no, people. Not, no, they just have less people. They're, so they're making less. So they're doing like a skeleton crew. Yeah, it's a skeleton crew. Probably rotating yeah. through shifts. Stores like, like laundromats and gas stations have been particularly affected by the coin shortage. Okay, that makes sense. But people just aren't using their coins. I just thought it was really weird. Like, how is there a coin shortage? I've never... I'm 38 years old, and I've never once heard of a coin shortage. That's weird. Like, I've... I mean, I, I consider myself pretty well versed in history, and I've never heard of it happening. Right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. due to the coronavirus crisis, okay, air quotes, uh, the U.S. Mint has decreased the number of coins. It, it, so they've, they're making less coins, but they're still destroying coins that can't be used anymore. So they're out of circulation. They're putting less coins into circulation, and less people are using coins, which is putting less coins into circulation. So apparently, all of us have just those refillable water jugs full of coins just sitting in our garages doing nothing. <laughs> I wish I had one of those I, thought right it was now. Really, I just thought it was really weird. Speaking of that, so uh, Marissa knows I do this. I have this program because, you know, we're talking about a lot of us use debit cards and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So the whole coin jug, right? I remember in the 90s, the 80s, people used to do that. They would have yeah. a jar, a big jug or a jar in their house. Some people still do. And you'd go out, you'd pay cash for stuff. You'd have loose change drop in your pockets. You'd just thing. drop it in there. Yep, okay, remember. over a period of time, you know, once every year or two or a couple of years or whatever go by, you'd go – Go down to the bank, you get them all rolled up, counted, boom, and you cash them out. I had a friend of mine, his family went to Disneyland on the money that was in yeah. coin jars because they yeah. had been saving it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my aunt did the same thing. She had yeah. a whole Alhambra bottle, yep. of, you know, filled almost all the way to yeah. the top. I, I think she had a few grand in there. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, these things happen. Well, I have a program, and I'm not pushing this, but, I'll, you know, I'm saying they're not paying me any money. They did not email me and offer me $10,000 of life for them. But if they want to, yes. so it's DTP at USA.com. <laughs> yes. So I actually have this program called Acorns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Acorns, what it does is it actually does exactly that, but mm-hmm. it does it with your digital currency. Yeah. So you attach your debit card to it, and every time you swipe your card, what it does is it takes that, what would be pocket change, right? Mm-hmm. So if you buy something for $4.75. It takes that 25 cents. It takes that 25 cents, yeah. and it sets it aside mm-hmm. until you have at least $5 saved up, and then it transfers it to this other account. Mm-hmm. The, the acorn account and then the acorn account and actually invests it mm-hmm. and mess with it and helps it grow and then you can have one-time payments too so if you said hey every paycheck i get i want to put a hundred bucks in this yeah you know what i'm saying and so you can invest it and then they do like a uh, projection stuff it's pretty cool for people who have a hard time saving money like i do i have a hard time setting aside money and then i just stare guilty at it. yeah and so but this program is something that kind of helps you save money on the side without you realizing you're saving money yeah and when, you can pull the money out whenever you want, but it's not an easy process. You know, yeah. It takes a couple steps because you basically have to sell off stock and pull your money right. out, you know, stuff like that. And so it's actually a pretty neat program because it, it's not too tempting. You're not going to be like, oh, well, I need to pay the pizza guy right now. Yeah. Let me just, you know, hold on, pizza guy. I got to wait 45 minutes and three <laughs> days for my money to clear here so yeah. I can pay you. Yeah, it's you not know? for that. That's yeah. that's what Venmo's for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I got the, yeah, so I have the app. Oh, yeah. And I set everything up and... I was going to link it to my debit card to my other account that my wife doesn't really know about or know or look at. Um, and for some mm. reason, it wouldn't do it. She knows this about it. This will be the episode she, that she listens to. No, no. She, <laughs> she 100% knows about it. She just never pays any attention to it. Mm. So she has no idea what's in there and, or what I do with it. And she's kind of written that off as whatever. That's your money to do whatever As long want. as you can pay the bills and the kids are fed. Exactly. Really well, we, and we pay. That. There's a couple bills that we pay out of that account. But anyway, so um, but it wouldn't link it. For some weird reason. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think my because my bank recently like changed names and changed some other stuff. So but I, I like it. I've had it for a why. couple months, and I already have, have like a thousand bucks in there. Do you really? Yeah, wow. just from rounding up change and, and just doing that. Really? And then I actually mm. bumped up because you can set up where it's like every week, once a month, whatever mm-hmm. you do contribute. So like every other Sunday, I'll have it drop like a hundred bucks in there. Yeah, I should. do You that. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just it saves up money. You know, yeah. and it's just it's easy. I, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. So, anyways, that was a weird tangent. That was a weird tangent. It's just a weird thing, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Like, it's it's nowhere. I found an article in Newsweek from, like, five days ago. Every other article I found is from, like, you know, bullshit websites that nobody's mm-hmm. ever heard of and you can't I really trust. Know. And even Newsweek I'm a little skeptical of. But I saw this thing, and I was like, how? How the hell 
Is there a coin shortage? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, all right, tangent over. You are listening to Disturbing the Peace podcast. So this is it. This is your chosen music. I mean, with not a lot of thought put into it. Well, that's the story of your life, right? (laughs) And I've gotten pretty far on that. Thank you very much. (laughs) So here's a weird story that kind of came out, and it does, I'm a spoiler alert, it does not work legally, and you cannot do this, but Berkeley, California is trying. They are discussing having unarmed, non-sworn public works employees conduct traffic stops. What could possibly go wrong? So, okay, I just want to, I, I, I want to really articulate how I feel about this as best I can. <laughs> so here's the part that bothers me. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Besides the legal issues, okay, city council leaders are discussing a move which could, would end traffic enforcement of any kind by the police. Okay, they said we... If we're serious about transforming the country's relationship with police, we have to start by taking on America's most common interaction with law enforcement. Traffic stops. Which is true. That is the most common. Berkeley, from what I heard, now somebody is DTP at USA.com if if you happen to be a Berkeley cop. This is the agency that carries chairs in the trunks of their cars because it looks bad if you have a minority sit on the curb, so they'll pull out a chair and provide it for them. I've heard that. And yes. I, I would really like to know if that's true. So, yes, if anybody from Berkeley PD is listening okay. or if you know somebody, find uh, that out. I'd like to know these that. These city council members also added driving while black shouldn't be a crime. Well, it's not. Okay. Well, here, <laughs> it's not a crime. Let's go to their, their attitude and their perspective, though. They are assuming cops are out there well, just stopping black people. I know. Okay. They're, they are assuming yeah. this happens all the time. Their assumption that is that all cops are racist. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 break this down for a second. First of all, yes, it is true that the traffic stop is probably the most common police interaction with the public. Yes. It is also one of the most dangerous. If not, well, probably domestic violence is probably the most dangerous, but traffic stops are really dangerous. You know, there's nothing routine about a traffic stop. Nothing. Nothing at all. And you really and I keep explaining this to people. You do not know who you're pulling over. Right? You it could, really don't. It could be that felon with, you know, half a gram of meth under his seat thinking to himself, I'm not going back to prison, and if i got to take you out to make that happen. It could be the wannabe gang member who's trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. I need to make my bones on somebody. Oh, they're not carrying a gun. This is easy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's you, – you just don't know. And so if, yeah. you, if you get pulled over and a cop, you know, is resting his hand on top of his pistol, which is still holstered, and he's walking up to my car, I don't take offense to that because he doesn't know me. Right. He has no idea who I am. That's not a – no, you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to give them the benefit because, like I said, his life matters too. But that's part of your privilege, sir. Oh, jeez. Well, his you life, don't have to be afraid for your life. His life matters too, right? And he wants to go home at the end of the day. And I want to go totally home at the end of the day. That. And I understand he has a job to do. I've been pulled over. Even as a cop, I've been pulled over. Me too. You know, it, it happens. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was just their whole mindset. They're like, oh my gosh. Well, it's Berkeley. Okay. I know. Let's, let's, let's look at how that conversation happened. It probably started like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to have. <gasps> and it wasn't weed. Unarmed, it was <laughs> unarmed people stopping traffic mm. for. It goes to show they know nothing about police work. Shit, I'm hungry. Because not only that, there's the legal aspect. Okay, yeah. a police officer has the right and ability and authority mm-hmm. to stop and detain somebody when they observe an illegal action, right? Like a traffic infraction, a misdemeanor, yes. or a felony, or whatever like that. They have that authority. Uh, a non-cop does not. So here's my question. Okay. Are they going to try to create some, like, okay, we're going to have the traffic division of the police department, and they are unarmed? Is that what you're going to go with? That way they're still cops, but they're unarmed. Conducting one of the most dangerous. Activities Conducting one of the most, yeah. By the way, good luck having getting finding people to sign up for that. Um, that'll be interesting to watch. Now they do it for other stuff. Like I've seen the unarmed. Uh, they call them different things for different agencies. You know, CSOs, whatever. Oh, they're SSOs, yeah, yeah, SSOs. I mean, these are people who um, they'll take cold reports. They'll help yeah. with traffic management. You know, but they don't do any type of enforcement except maybe like a parking ticket, mm-hmm. like a meter made, that kind of stuff. They might tow a car. Right. Um, oftentimes these people aren't armed, but sometimes they are. Sometimes but I've are. seen agencies that because of 
the cities they have to work in, even their dog catchers are armed because they know, hey, I got to go seize this person's dog. And yeah. that guy might be crazy because he that dog might be the only thing he has and it might mean the world to exactly. him. So, so that, that's, a, that's a terrible idea among other pretty much every decision the city of Berkeley has ever made, like its existence. Um, I hate, this is dude, a city that has statues I commemorating protests. I hate Berkeley. I know. Okay, I, I hate Berkeley. Have you ever been on Telegraph Avenue? Uh, probably? Telegraph I, Avenue is that walking street that has all the vendors and stuff. Oh, like no. It's no, filled I have with not. homeless no, I have not. and weirdos and crazy so people. Many, 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 many years ago, I, had, I used to work in El Cerrito. Uh, and I had to go into Berkeley to do some stuff because Berkeley's basically down the street, down San Pablo Avenue. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in Berkeley, and I'm walking down the street. And at the time, I was a smoker. And I'm walking down the street smoking a cigarette. This lady crossed the street to get in my face and tell me that secondhand smoke kills. <laughs> and, I st- and I stole a joke from a comedian that I once saw because I couldn't help it. So I took a big drag, blew it in her face, and said, that's why I use a filter. <laughs> Now, had I been smoking a joint or a meth pipe, I'm sure nobody would have bothered me. But no, I'm smoking a cigarette, and people were looking at me like I was walking around putting babies' heads on spikes. You know, it's funny. Berkeley is the most pretentious city I've ever been in. It is very entitled. It's you know what else is funny? Though speaking of people smoking, is people who are wearing masks for the COVID and will yell at you for not wearing a mask, and they're outside smoking, and then they light up a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, that shit's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, All right. All right, moving on to the next one. Marissa, do you have anything you want to talk about? Hmm. She can't even say no. She just nods her head. Wow. One of these days, people are just going to like, we don't believe that she exists. Yeah, it's Brent's other voice. Like it's, right? Like out. one of you is just doing a voice. And... Hey, guys. Marissa here. <laughs> I want to talk about this next <laughs> I want to talk about this next story. Did you know the federal government rejected Minnesota's request to, for funds to fix protest damage? Good for them. Yeah. And they, you know, wait, wait. Why, why, why should they? Why should the federal government get involved? Why should... <laughs> wait. Oh, shit. She's going to speak. You're slipping downstairs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is it? So, uh, so the, the, the city of Minneapolis basically told the federal government, hey, we need money to fix the damage from all the rioters because it's hundreds of millions of dollars. And the federal government said, go pound sand. Good for the federal government. Yeah, and so I, I threw this out on Facebook, and I was like, hey, look, guys, what do you think about this? You know, Option A you sleep in the bed you made. Right? You, you know reap what you sow. And this, and this goes way back. This isn't just like, hey, you allowed these protests and riots. Because mm-hmm. sometimes protests and riots are out of your control. The crap just mm-hmm. happens. Okay. Got a little but, sassy there. I'm sorry. Um, this also comes back to police training. Right? Yes. You allowed cops to not engage in proper training. Okay? Proper restraining techniques. Proper whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, anybody who can break down the Floyd um, case. Well, hold on. Hear me out. Okay. So, if anyone who could break down the Floyd case could say, okay, there's a problem with this. There's a problem with that. There's a problem with that. Okay. And they, when everyone's calling for defunding, I always made the argument. I was like, I could watch that and say, you need more funding. Right, yeah. Because you, you need, need better training. Better okay. training. And you need people to understand that when someone's calling for help and saying, I can't breathe, you better take them seriously. Sure, absolutely. Okay, not to mention body cameras, not to mention uh, different and alternative restraining techniques. There's sure. not one way to do everything. Um, but, but, hold on. I am hesitant to blame all of Minneapolis PD for the actions of realistically one dipshit. Yeah. Okay, and, and one guy massively screwed up, and I mean massively screwed up, and somebody died. I'm not ready to jump on Minneapolis PD and say it was your lack of training. Every, maybe they're all trained very well. I don't know. I'm sure they are. Actually. Yeah, in fairness, and I don't that know. one guy sucks. Yeah, in fairness, I don't. I don't have details on how or those four guys, Minnesota does look their police training yeah, and stuff so like that. I, I wouldn't um, put it, but but I get your point, and I 100% agree with your point. If your issue is with the way the cops do things, you want them better trained. You want more yeah, training. Unfortunately, exactly. that costs money. So, and there could be. I mean, you, you can go into details and literally look at everything leading mm-hmm. up to that moment that you say, "Hey, this city was doing it wrong in the first place," and that's what led to this this combustion. You know, uh, yeah. uh, this emotional combustion about racism and everything else. Because, like I said, and like Josh always points out, we all hate races. We all hate white supremacists. Okay, that's an easy thing to hate, and it's a very emotional topic. Okay, um, but there's a lot of things that probably led up to this. Okay, so a you you sleep in the bed you make, right? Yep. You you. You dealt with this. You you saw this coming. You you allowed this to happen to your city. You guys deal with it. The Minneapolis okay. City Council shit the bed. B option B was, hey, look, this is the uh, the the actions of a few. 
there's a lot of good citizens in Minneapolis and around Minnesota okay. who are suffering right now yes. because of idiots they didn't vote for. Mm. Do we punish them too, right? That was the other side of that. Okay. Okay. And so you can make that argument too. But unfortunately, the majority of them did vote for those idiots. Yes. And That's so, why those idiots are there. And then option C was, hey, guys, throw out whatever you want. And one guy immediately went against this, and he was like, no. Uh, Minneapolis pays out tons in federal taxes and fees and stuff like that. They deserve to get some of that money back. And I'm like, because they're not getting back not nearly as much as they pay out. And I'm like, well, first of all, dude, that's everywhere. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> like, that's literally like, every I city pay, in America. I pay but... tens of thousands of dollars in taxes every year. I don't get anything back. Yeah. I don't qualify for anything. Well, you know? I do, but not that much. Yeah, and so like you don't get stuff. I mean, that's everywhere. Yeah. We, we pay the taxes, we pay the popper, <laughs> and we're hoping for a decent road, and we're still running over like. So, sir, let me holes. explain to you how taxes work. <laughs> If you pay taxes and then you get more than you paid back, well, then the taxes didn't really do anything, did it? It was yeah. more like a short-term loan. If you think of taxes as an investment, you're not a good investor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, obviously. So, um, yeah, that guy doesn't understand how taxes work. Yeah. But I kind of uh, – yeah, it's a tough one because you don't want to punish the people because they had very little to do with it. And re- the, rea- the reality of it is is most of the rioters aren't even from Minneapolis. My, my solution was, you know what, let's, let's do the individual thing. Instead of just giving money from the federal government to the local government and say, hey, Even go fix your problems. Yeah, the individual yeah, businesses say, go. hey, look, I know this was not your fault. Right. Okay, there's failures all across the board here. This was not your failure. Oh, no, so, it was the failure of the city council. Yeah, this was, you know what I'm saying? And so you can say, okay, I'm going to help you rebuild your individual business, yeah. okay? No, I, you're I not insured that. or your insurance is only going to cover so much. Cool, here's a federal loan with low interest rate or zero interest rate yeah. to help you get back on your feet. I can you know totally get Stuff like that. that. Because, like I've said before, these businesses, these areas, these neighborhoods, these things don't recover. No. And sometimes they'll take over a decade for these things Sometimes to they never do. Look at, again, I mean, look at Detroit. Detroit is, is a shithole. Yeah. I mean, you could look at and you could look at the race. Also riots been from, run by Democrats for the last forty years, but yeah. you know, neither here nor there. But you can look at the race riots from the fifties and sixties, and yeah, it took over a decade for me. Yeah, and for like, a lot as, of them. And I pointed out, if you're going to, if you're in St. Louis, would you would you start a business in Ferguson right now? No. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't. You would, and, you would think, nope, that's not the place to start my new startup. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And if that's I was in place. Minnesota, I sure as hell wouldn't start a business in Minneapolis. And uh, to be honest, I'd be surprised if a lot of those businesses, if they got that kind of money, would stay in Minneapolis. I yeah. doubt they would. They're going to well, pick many, up and go somewhere else. Many have. They're like, nope, it's easier for yeah. me to just cash out my insurance and go, yeah. you know, three towns mm-hmm. over and start again. A lot of the bigger businesses have already pulled out. They're like, yep, we're done. We can afford to just move now, so we're going to do that. Yeah, and I so, discussed no, this before, too, the leased businesses, the leased yeah. space, because you don't know if those guys are going to rebuild. It's not your stuff. You can right. only insure the inside of the building. You don't insure the whole mm-hmm. building. So Yeah, I know I could totally get behind that idea. You know, give the money to the businesses, the people that are actually affected. Uh, don't do not give it to the city council. As we've seen, the city council is only worried about themselves. Hence, why they voted to defund the police, and then immediately voted to spend sixty four thousand dollars a month on personal security for themselves. So yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take one more break, and then we're going to get into one more story and news from Florida. Hey folks, everyone has that person in their life who seems a little harder to buy for than anyone else. But before you settle on yet another gift card, check out Beyond the Branch Designs in Northern California. They do custom wood carved home decor like flags, badges, and display holders. Reach out to my new friends Lisa and Mike, branchdesigns99 at gmail.com or 530-301-4420. Alright, alright, I'm digging this a little bit. It's Alan Jackson, man. Kick, you never go wrong with Alan Jackson. Yeah, this takes me right back to my childhood, man. Right? All right. Let's move on. So Marissa's all fired up. Right? This is actually something that, oh my gosh, I want to talk about it. The one thing that makes me mad is like, if anything involving kids, well, I, I, oh my gosh. Let me present. So LA Teachers oh. Union says schools cannot reopen unless charter schools get shut down. I will address that. Police defunded. They also want Medicare for all and a wealth tax and a federal bailout. Yeah. So <clears throat> let, let's unpack this before Marissa blows up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heated right now. I All right. Re- let oh. me tell you something. A union is a big business. Yes. They make money by getting people employed because the people who are employed pay union, pay union dues. dues. So the more people they have employed, the more money they make. Yes. Okay. So that's why I'm always speculative when teachers, when they, when the union comes forward and says, you need smaller classroom size mm-hmm. because smaller classroom size would mean the hiring more teachers, mm-hmm. which benefits them because they'd make more money. Okay. Teachers hate charter schools for two reasons. One, the teachers that work at a charter school are non-union. <gasps> this is a district 
setting aside a school and saying, hey, this school is going to be a specialty school of mm -hmm. some sort, right? They're going to focus on computer science. They're going to focus on whatever. Maybe it's just kids who are just really smart and they're, you know, they're struggling yeah. in regular school because they're beyond their classmates kind of thing. Whatever it is, these schools are often much more successful. Their test rates are much higher. Yup. And they make regular public school teachers often yeah. look bad and they are non-union. The reason why that's a good thing is because when you have a bad teacher, it's easy to say, nope, you're not working out. You need to go. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you look from the perspective of our kids and their education, if that's important to you, that should be important to you. Yep. The ability to remove a bad teacher instead of letting them write out an entire contract or whatever or get tenure or something like because that. Because tenure you can't is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, police defunded. That's just a socialist right? issue. What the hell does that have to do with kids' education? I, I will tell you right now. Because they are a union, and unions are typically socialist organizations, right? Usually. The idea is they're seizing the means of production. That's sure. the whole idea of a union is that, hey, let's get all these guys unified hmm. so they can rise up against whoever. Okay. First defense against a socialist, communist, or even a union revolution or violent protest is your local police officers. Sure. Okay, they have always been anti-cop because the cops are the ones that keep them from getting out of hand. Okay, if you want to have some sort of socialist or violent revolution, your first enemy you're going to confront on the street will be your local yeah. cops. That's why leftists are so anti-police. And they sure. will use racism because it's an emotional topic. Okay, and they'll use many other things because it's easy to get people riled up against your local police officers because there's only 700,000 of them in the nation of 330 million people. So they are a huge – they, they are a minority in this country. And so it's easy to scapegoat them. A lot of people have a negative story about them or getting pulled well, sure. over or whatever it is, like including other cops. You're like, yeah, I got pulled over. I got a ticket. Now I thought it was yeah. unjustified. You know, it's easy to get riled up and cop hate in cops. San Francisco. Yeah. And so – when you hear about unions being anti-cop, wanting to defend and stuff like that, that is their motive. Understand that. Yeah. But, you know, then again, now here I am in, like, the most liberal city on earth, San Francisco, driving a pickup truck, wearing a cowboy hat, and lo and behold, I got pulled over. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing a cowboy hat. Like, that kid doesn't belong here. I was racially profiled, which <laughs> is funny because I'm Mexican, so it's even funnier. Uh, Medicare for all, that's just another socialist, socialist thing, agenda. Okay. Yeah. Look at folks. We have a $5 trillion government. Yeah. We spend like $6 trillion. Notice we have $25 trillion in debt. We cannot afford Medicare for all. We, our country no, would collapse under it. Notice that none of their demands are... Because the whole point is, hey, we can't reopen the schools because the you know since they're closed because of COVID, we can only reopen them if these things happen. None of those are COVID or disease related. No, not at all. It has nothing this to do with the health and welfare of your children. It's we want things. Yeah, and that's what it is. Okay, yeah. it's just it's a, it's the same thing like when the governor who was already pushing for zero bailout, then COVID nineteen came around, along, and then he's like, oh look, I could justify zero bail. Yep. Okay, it's leveraging. Yeah. Right, Marissa. And go. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm, like, trying to figure out where to start. Um, okay, private schools. Don't they get their own funding? Well, yeah, you pay a tuition okay. and go to send so your kid how to a private is it, How is it that the teachers' union, who they have nothing to do with private schools, right? Or do right. they? No. Why, is it, why is it that they get to dictate what they do? They shouldn't. Oh, you're talking about the charter school thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, start, oh, I'm starting oh, with that first. Okay, but charter schools aren't private schools. Those are two different things. Regardless. Well, they, they they almost run like private schools. They run like private schools, but, they're, frankly, but you don't pay a tuition to send your kid to a charter school. That's why teachers' yeah. unions hate charter schools because with a private school, the teachers' union has nothing to do with a private school because those those schools are privately funded. They're funded by the tuition uh, that you pay to send your child there. Which charter schools because, are still publicly funded. Yeah, what sucks about private schools is uh, you're paying twice. Yeah, you are. Because if you... I mean, if, if you're a homeowner and you're trying to send your kids to a private school, you're already paying for your local school. Yeah. And now you're paying even more to send your kid to a private school. That's yes. wrong. It is. It okay. Is. I, and the, George Bush tried to get rid of that. What was it called? It was... Um, yeah, but it's impossible. What was what was that program called, though? I know what you're talking about, but it's impossible. It's impossible because you can't filter out the amount of money that you're paying taxes that are just going to your school because it's so embedded with other things. Yeah, and that's true. But the idea and the concept behind it was is you can direct where your property taxes go. Well, and so the okay. idea is like if you're a grandparent and you're like, mm -hmm. look, yeah. I live in this town. My grandkids don't live here. I have no other family or anybody that lives here. Uh, I want to take my property taxes and direct it to that school where my kid, grandkids are going. 
or I want to take my property taxes and donate it to the local yeah. school because I want to help them out. You know what I'm saying? Like you choose where that money can go. And so if you're in one town, because mm-hmm. this actually happened to my parents because my parents, their ranch was actually borderline and I can go to school in one town or the other. And, but they looked at the property taxes, like, well, where do our property taxes go? They sent their kid to the one where their property taxes are mm-hmm. from because they're like, yeah, sure, I can send to this school, but my property taxes are going to this school, so I might as well send my kid to the school that it's paying paid for. Sure. But it would have been nice for any parent to have that option to say, like, for example, if you live in a ghetto neighborhood, and excuse the term, but if you live in a ghetto <clears> neighborhood and there's a bad high school there, you should have that option to say, hey, I want to send my kid to this yeah. school over here, and I want my property taxes to go with him. You know, because I think he's going to have better opportunities and stuff like that. And that way, it forces high schools mm-hmm. to compete with each other. It forces them to basically – it takes away the power of the teachers' union because now yes. you got to get rid of bad teachers because people will be like, well, your teacher sucks. I'm going to take my kid and my money and put it over yeah, here. but that's why the teachers' unions have been fighting this for years. They didn't yeah. want anything like that because they're like, well, wait a minute. If you do that, then everyone's going to send their kids to this school over here so the school I'm at isn't going to have any money and they're not going to be able to afford to pay me. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to have less teachers and get less money for the union. Because it is. It's a business. It is. And it's it's really shitty that they're hijacking education for their own political, social agenda. Yeah, taking advantage of healthcare emergency. Yeah, it's stupid. What else, baby? I totally forgot because you went... See? (laughs) This is why I don't talk. When we were taking a break, Marissa got all riled up about this. And I was like, guys, stop talking because we're going to lose it all. And now we're at that point and we already lost it all. Ugh. Uh, all right, news from Florida. <laughs> now she looks really irritated. What? Is there Nothing. anything else that you want to add? No. I got one for you. So this guy is playing a video game in his house, and he's playing, I think, as like Red Dead Redemption or something. It's one a of great those game. Games. It's a great game. Yeah, and um, so in Florida, this dude, he's playing this game, and sure enough, three people try and break into his house. <laughs> so he's all powered up, grabs a gun, and he goes from a shooter game to playing first. Ooh. Uh, playing a uh, first-person shooter in real life, Ruh-roh. he ends up killing two of these three guys. Oh wow! And sending the third to the hospital. So, but I want to talk about a different story. This one, while I was looking for other Florida stories, this one I came across. It was actually from 2015, and it's one of those stories like, how did I miss this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Florida man breaks into prison. Breaks into prison. Okay, that's usually not something you see. So he could visit his friends. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they have visiting, right? Like, there's a visiting lot. Well, although everything's closed well, right now. Well, it's Florida, man. All, all the visiting lobbies are closed, so. Yeah. But, I mean. <laughs> so, I saw that in a meme, and I was like, that can't possibly be true. Right? Sure enough, I found no the way. story, and it was from 2015. I was like, are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. I was like, Florida. That's awesome. Florida, are you even on Earth anymore? That's like, is this just something that seem like something that, that should be happening? Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right, Josh, do you have anything you want to add? Um, Nothing relevant to anything we're talking about. Uh, Marissa, you have anything you want to add? <laughs> no. Open up the theaters. I want to go see a movie. Ugh, do something. I want to see movie. I I love going to the theater to see movies. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I haven't been able to do it in so long. It's really pissing me off. They already pushed back Black Widow. They're you know they they pushed back uh, Chris Nolan's movie Tenet, which I really want to see, even though I have no idea what it's about because the trailers are so vague. But I am in. Um, done by Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. It should be all right. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other movies that I like. Why are we not? I want to just go to the theater and watch. Let me ask you something, though. I had this idea. <gasps> okay. Because you have a lot of kids. Yes. I have a lot of kids. So if you're yes. going to go to the movie and you're taking every single one of your kids and your wife, uh-huh. it's going to set you back. Yep. Right? You, you might easily drop 100 bucks just, just, <laughs> just to walk in the door. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. How much money would you be willing to spend to have that movie you want to watch just downloaded into your house? So that's what they've been doing. With yeah. some movies, yeah, where you it's like twenty bucks, and you get it for like you know three days, and your whole family can sit there and watch it, and that's all well and good. But I really enjoy the theater experience, yeah, the whole thing. First off, I don't take my whole family. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't. It gets pricey. We it gets pricey, and we I kind of pick and choose. It's like I know which movies what kid wants to watch so i'll go with like one or two or just one or stuff that i want to see i just go by myself my wife's really not a movie goer so she doesn't really give a crap except for top gun 2 when that comes out totally going to see that yeah my wife's not much of a movie goer either 
Josh, you want to go catch a movie one thing? Though? Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Want to go see Tenet when it comes out? Sure. All right. Know about, Mandate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but no. So I, I really enjoy that whole experience. It's it's you know getting out of the house, and even though you're just going to sit and watch a movie, but the the there's something about movie theater popcorn that you mm-hmm. cannot replicate. Uh, anywhere oily butter that is on there. No, I don't put that shit on there. That's disgusting. No, what the, just no, no. It's just what? the way that it's it's salted. I'm canceling our just, mandate. Fine, be that way. You get your own popcorn, you know. <laughs> but there's just something anyways. about it, and I really enjoy it, and I miss that. And yeah, I wish I, everybody would just get their head out of their ass. I enjoy and realize it. that we should open back. up. I enjoy it as like a date night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. me and my beautiful wife here. You know, and we can just go. Last time I went and saw a movie, I think it was Frozen Two. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. I still have not seen that, thank God. And, of course, we brought all the little girls. And, of, well, of course, course, I'm taking them out to the bathroom halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying I'm so into it, but it does suck when you come back and you're like, no, wait, what's like, happening? Wait, what happened? What? Who's, who's that guy? Olaf is dead? Uh, what? Dude, I spoilers. <laughs> hey, dude, it's been long spoilers. enough. It's been long enough. It has, it has. And I don't care. So. Spoiler alert, he comes back, everybody. That's why they still have his toy. Well, he's a magic snowman. I would not expect nothing yeah. less. Water, uh, water has memory. <laughs> But yeah, I just I open everything back up for the love of God. Stop this! It doesn't matter. There's this no matter. reason to be closing things down. Just dipshit Newsom is closing down counties that have cases that aren't even in the hundred. They're not even in the triple digits. The amount of cases they've had, it's they've just, had no deaths. But we're going to close county that county down. And, and here's the thing: it doesn't make sense. Whether it's the right thing to do or not, it's too late. Yeah, you know what I'm right? saying? It's it's a worldwide pandemic. It yeah. is literally too late. The only thing you should be doing at this point, Governor Newsom, local officials, uh, the Trump administration, whoever, is bolstering your hospitals and make sure those resources are ready in case hospitals do start to get overrun, in case they do start running out of ICU mm, beds. And yeah. ca- you know what I'm saying? The, the the U.S. Navy has hospital ships. Okay, it you know they did bring one into New York when that first opened up, and nobody went there. Mm-hmm. You know they yeah. didn't need it, and they're like, okay, let's pull it back out. But having those resources available and ready to go, you know, portable hospitals, that kind of stuff. That's what you need to just have on standby and just like, look, let people live their life and just have these resources yeah. ready just in case things start to get overwhelming. But the treatment for m- most people, one, it's 99% of survival, and the treatment for the vast majority of people is go home and take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't interact with people. You know what I'm saying? Because it does have, it's not the flu, but it has flu like sure. symptoms and it can be treated very much like the flu. And prevention, just wash your damn hands. Yeah. That's it. Just wash your damn hands. Exactly. One of my favorite memes that I've seen, you know, running around, uh, and and I kind of giggle every time I see it, is um, requiring masks five months into a pandemic is like your wife telling you to start wearing a condom when she's already four months pregnant. Yeah. At this point, it just it, like it's it's I just is what it is. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. And I know this sounds callous, and people have called me heartless for this, but if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. And if you're gonna die from it, you're gonna die from it. There's really nothing that I can do to prevent that. There's things you can do if you're at a high risk. Please do those things. And here's and the thing. if I have to go near you, I'll help you out. But I'm not going to do those things just wandering around town. And I'm not just talking out the top of my head, guys. I've talked to doctors. I know doctors. I know medical professionals. And they're all – I'm basically parroting what they've been telling Well, me. you're listening to the wrong medical professionals. I guess. The medical, profe- the medical professionals that say the things I agree with, those are the ones that are right. Okay, let me tell you about medical professionals. <laughs> Remember when we were going to end this like 20 minutes ago? I know. Sorry. I'm going to end it on this point. Okay. okay then we're done. Okay. If your medical professional works for a government agency, yeah, he's probably not a good medical professional. Basically, yeah. Because good doctors work for good hospitals, mm. and they are headhunted by other good hospitals. This is true. And they become millionaires within 10 years because they're good doctors. Okay? That's where good doctors are at. They're not working for government agencies. All right. Anything else to add, guys? Uh, I would just cut it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. All right, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you want to email the show, I mentioned it a few times, dtp at usa.com. If you want to email my beautiful wife, don't. And if you want to email Josh, <laughs> it's I used to be a gang member, one, two, three, at <laughs> yahoo.com. It's I used to be a gang member, one, two, three, at yahoo.com. Blood in, blood out, folks. I love that movie. <laughs> bye, guys. Everyone say bye. 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 I told you guys she was still here. <laughs> Exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me.
you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And you tell me. Sitting here, just contemplating. I can't twist the truth. It knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation. And marches alone can't bring integration. When human respect is disintegrating, this whole crazy world is just too frustrating. And you tell me. China, then take a look around to Selma, Alabama. You may leave here for four days in space, but when you return, it's the same old place. The pounding of the drums, the pride and disgrace. You can bury your dead, but don't leave a trace. Hate your next door neighbor, but don't forget to say grace and tell. 